Welcome to the God and Cancel Culture podcast. I'm Stephen Strang. Not long ago, I had the privilege of speaking at the Reawaken America rally that's put on by Clay Clark. This one was in Phoenix, Arizona. It was probably the largest of the four that I've spoken at. And I got permission from Clay to play you the audio of the short speech I gave. I've done this before, and it's always gotten a lot of downloads. So I think that you will appreciate what I have to say. And let me just tell you that this week, we decided that on my website, which is called stevestrangbooks.com, that you can buy God and Cancel Culture for half price. So I'm going to go ahead and put that on my other podcast, but I'm offering it here for the first time, half price, if you buy it on the stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, and then books with an S. And so without further ado, here is my speech in Phoenix at the Reawaken America rally. Well, thank you. It is such an honor to be here. I'm so proud of Clay Clark. Aren't we proud of how he's brought us all together? And wasn't that wonderful what he did for his mom? He needs to be voted the son of the year. What do you think? You know, I think one of the most important things that happen from a conference like this, and there's a limit to what you can do with rallies, but what it is, it's encouraging. Don't you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself? Don't you learn? You know, that people lie that everything is going woke. It isn't going woke, and we have to get out the message. Well, I'm here to talk about a very important topic. It's not a surprise to anyone. It's cancel culture. It's so important that I felt I needed to personally write a book. It's called God and Cancel Culture. And cancel culture is really nothing new because tyrants have always tried to cancel those who disagree with them. And we have people who want to make America socialist. So like communists have always, look at North Korea. Haven't they always uh, stifled dissent? Same thing in uh, communist China. I'm telling you things you know. But we have constitutional rights. Who would think that people that are just uh, free and believing Americas would be canceled? But we're seeing that and it's happening at warp speed. Some of you are old enough to remember Anita Bryant. You remember her? She was a popular singer. She was also a committed Christian. She was so popular that the Florida Citrus Commission, where I live in Florida, paid her to be the spokesperson, and she sang a little ditty about how wonderful it was to drink orange juice. Well, in the early 70s, there was a anti-discrimination ordinance in Miami. It was one of the first of its type. It really gave special rights to gays. The gay community at the time was not really a political entity. Anita Bryant stood up and she led a fight. It was called Save Our Children. It was a referendum on the ballot in Florida. And they were successful. They defeated it two to one. But the other side really won because they were able to cancel Anita Bryant. They ruined her career. Her marriage ended up in divorce. They took away her right to earn a living. The Florida Citrus Commission canceled her. She was one of the first examples of what has become more common today. And this is what they do. If they can't win, they try to discredit you. They have made her 
name synonymous with anti-gay. You look at, on Wikipedia, they don't talk about all the, the uh, great records she had or anything else she's done. They identify her as an anti-gay activist. And this is happening more and more, and we have to stand up to that. You know, there are a lot of people that are passive. They think, well, nobody's canceling me, or, or I'm not important enough to be canceled. And so they do nothing. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, is to show people how important it is and how you have to stand up against this. You know, they are canceling people for doing things like wearing the wrong T-shirt to work. There was a fellow that worked for Marriott. He posted something on his personal website against China, you know, uh, something criticizing China that he had picked up from somewhere. He was actually fired because Marriott does so much business with China. These things are barely known. When it happens, nobody really knows about it. When it does happen, you really can't prove it. But I've been a victim of cancel culture myself. As you saw, I'm a publisher. And, and it, around 2004, we published a book by the Reverend Lou Sheldon. It was called The Gay Agenda. It was not particularly controversial, but he predicted a lot of the things that have happened since. 18 months ago, someone at Amazon.com apparently went through and canceled every book that they did not think uh, back to the gay agenda. We tried, they canceled it as if it didn't exist. We tried to find out why. They won't say. I wrote a book before the election called God, Trump, and the 2020 election. I predicted what would happen if Trump wasn't elected. Amazon sold tens of thousands of copies. However, four months before the election, they didn't cancel the book. They just took the buy button off. They ordered no copies. They said it wasn't available. We tried to find out what was wrong. After the election, guess what? They ordered a whole bunch of copies, and you can buy it today. So they didn't really cancel it, but they apparently tried to stifle every book or any book that they thought might possibly help Donald Trump. And we've got to stand up against this kind of thing. You know, it's even uh, coming against prophetic voices. Has anyone ever heard of Rabbi Jonathan Kahn? He wrote The Harbinger. He has never been particularly political. But right after the inauguration, he put a prophetic word on YouTube addressing the new president, Joe Biden, and warning him that if he led America away from God's principles, that America could not be blessed by God. It's something that virtually all Christians believe. He didn't mention the election. He didn't mention election fraud. He was warning him from a prophetic point of view. The video got 1.2 million views. Did anyone see it? And after about 24 hours, YouTube canceled it. Uh, thankfully, it was out so far and wide that people still uh, continue to do it. But can you see what they're doing? They're canceling left and right. They're even canceling their, their own type, the liberals. There was a, a lady named Abigail Schreier, who is a self-described liberal, who wrote a book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. She just said, this is dangerous. It's like, almost like a fad. Remember how some teenage girls will uh, uh, overeat or they'll stick their uh, fingers down their throat and throw up? You know, it's like, a, not, not, 
everyone does it, but as a fad, she's saying this is what's happening. You know, the, uh, the ACLU wanted to ban her book, all kinds. Of, in fact, in some ways, it was kind of funny to me. They actually come stronger against their own who tend to stray from their woke culture. You know, even the Pope this week uh, chimed in on it. You know, a lot of us are concerned about how left-wing Pope Francis is. But he blasted cancel culture, it says. He called it a form of one-track thinking that flattens history, stifles dialogue, and undermines the unity of humanity. Thankfully, people are uh, starting to wake up. My concern as a Christian is that they're ultimately trying to cancel Christianity. They're trying to cancel the influence of Christianity. We saw it during COVID. My book, God and Cancel Culture, has a whole chapter on COVID. A lot of the things that we've heard today, where they try, if you don't go with, you know, the party line of the left, they try to cancel you. Uh, the same thing is true of um, really anything that's not woke, and we must stand up to it. Uh, Eric Metaxas is a great uh, hero to me. He's written some great books. He's a great writer. He's a great communicator. And he has been canceled. First of all, they, uh, they Facebook canceled uh, people to be able to discover him. Then they canceled him being able to monetize what he did. And, and he had so many followers, of course, that was an important uh, piece of income to him. Then they finally canceled him altogether. The problem is when it happens to people like Eric Taxis or people like Mike Lindell, it makes everyone else timid. They think if they can do it to them. Or the President of the United States. Who would think that Twitter could cancel the President of the United States? The thing is that we become timid and then we self-censor. And self-censorship, as far as I'm concerned, is the most serious censorship of all. Then they don't have to censor us. They get us they get, we do it to ourselves. We're timid. We think that uh, no one will help us. The fact is we have to stick together. And you've heard things all day today about how people are doing things to try to fight all this. We have to help each other. And in my book, God and Cancel Culture, I talk about that. Also, I tell a lot of stories that I think you'll find interesting, how brave pastors fought back to the whole COVID thing where the government used it as an opportunity to shut down churches. You know, they said if you went to church, the churches were super spreaders and you'd get the virus. But you could go to Walmart. You could go to liquor stores. You could go to marijuana dispensaries. And in some places could go to casinos and not get the virus. Why is it that you could get the virus at church? I think that it was actually an attempt by left-wing governors mainly who, would, um, who saw how passive Christians were to go along with this. I say it was a virus. Now, what's it going to be next time? But then you have brave people like Cheon of Pasadena. Have you heard his story? You know, Che, che I've known Che since 1985. He's never been pol uh, political. But... The city of Pasadena went beyond the state and actually imposed a $1,000 fine per service per person who attended. So if every time they held the church doors open, every single person was subject to a $1,000 fine. It's, and people came from all over, thankfully, to stand with Che, and he was strong. 
Liberty Council took the state of California to court, won at the Supreme Court level, and then the Supreme Court made the state of California pay their lawyers' fees, $1.2 million. But I say, why should any American have to sue the government for a constitutional right? Our constitutional rights do not go away in a crisis or a pandemic. Thankfully, that it, we're starting to get over. But this is a part of something much bigger. They're just using the pandemic, as you've heard all day. And each of us have our part. Each of us can stand up to it. There's so much more that can be said. You've sat here a long time. Um, I could talk about this literally for hours on end, but I hope that you'll get this book. It's an important book. It'll be out there. I'll be glad to sign books for you. And I tell a lot more stories and I give you hope. You know, the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And we're already seeing good things, if nothing else, is causing people to stand up and be strong and saying enough is enough. And I want to close with the words of Donald Trump that he said just a couple of months ago when he spoke at CPAC. He said that with the help of everyone here today, we will defeat the radical left, the socialists, the Marxists, the critical race theorists. We will restore free speech and free elections, and we will make America great. And then he said, we will secure our borders and we will stop left-wing cancel culture. Thank you for listening. God bless you and God bless America.